0: Hi, I'm JD. This is ChimeraCast, a production of the Chimera Collective. If you enjoy our podcast, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcatcher. We also have merch available and just launched our Patreon. For backing, you'll gain access to our Discord and the ability to vote on upcoming seasides. You can also get an RSS feed for an unabridged, tableside version of the podcast, which includes all our banter, rules discussions, and session debriefs. We'll also have game readings and occasional exclusive seasides in that feed links to the details and our social media are in the show notes
1: hi i'm zach i'm playing melio the bard hi i'm ryan i'm playing razidi the spellblade hi i'm nathan i'm playing kimmon
0: the shaman i'm jd i'm your dungeon master for this game this is chimera cast a dungeon world actual play podcast When we last left off, the three of you plus Navoth were in a sort of swampy plain watching some chariots patrol around a tropeon, a pile of arms and armor left from a long time ago from a battle that was here. There were three of these chariots being hauled by two skeletal horses each and each chariot carrying two skeletal riders. and. The three of you had debated and decided to confront them, basically, to attack them. And Navoth stood up, drew her bow, and released an arrow at one of these skeletal horses. So
1: that's where we're going to pick back up.
2: Also, fictionally positioning-wise, isn't Zed invisible and across the way? Did you say that? He's back with us.
1: No, I'm back with you guys. Oh, he is
2: invisible. Okay.
3: No, no, no he's visible. We can see him. I'm, I'm visible. Oh, I thought
0: you did the... Never mind.
1: I did, but I dropped it so I could talk to you guys.
2: Oh,
0: okay. Navoth looses this arrow, and it cuts through the sky and hits one of these horses. It doesn't break stride, but it, it does obviously seem to react to it. You know, some cracks appear in the in the bone underneath the armor that it's wearing. And at that, one of the skeletal chariot riders makes some kind of motion with its arm, and the chariot's begin spinning and they were going clockwise they rotate and begin spinning counterclockwise so they like pull their horses and chariots around and begin riding the other way
1: not towards us though
0: they're not coming at you but they are aware of you right what do the three of you do
1: so navat's arrows they really didn't do much at least that first one
0: didn't she's gonna draw back and continue to fire but yeah
1: i'm gonna draw on my sword magic I don't have any hold left, and I'm going to redo that.
0: Yeah, go ahead and roll it.
1: So, I have been waiting to use this move. It's like the second thing I took. Oh. Stormbringer. I rolled a 13 when you work your sword magic on a 12 plus you shake the earth and rend the skies you may immediately add something to or remove something from the environment Mm -hmm. i'm gonna make a huge wall of obsidian erupt out of the ground right in front of their horses
0: it's pretty cool that's cool yeah. Does that like use all of your hold up, or it just nope. also it happens? It just happens. Sick.
1: Actually, I don't think it erupts out of the ground. I think black smoke forms and becomes this like a wall of volcanic glass.
0: Sick. That'll catch one of these chariots, as they're not all like in line with each other. They're in series, right? There's two, right? There's three chariots. Oh, okay. But that is going to knock out the like front one, right? The one that Navoth had attacked. It hits these horses, and they collide with it, uh, and they just crumple into bone, essentially. And the chariot smashes into this wall, which sends the skeletons sprawling out. It'll take them a minute to recover. The other two sets of chariots you see like notice this and basically alter their pattern. So rather than just rotating around the tropeon like they were doing before, they're going to snake around it in order to not collide with this massive wall that's in the middle. So they don't have full movement. Emilio and Kimmin, what are you two doing?
3: Well, left one down. We're still, like, in this swamp, though, right?
0: Yeah, I, I describe this as the chariots were riding around a part that they had basically worn down so that it was no longer swampy. They compacted yeah. it. But you guys are still standing in the swampy water. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <clears throat> still doesn't much help us close the gap, though.
3: I'm just, like, obviously kind of irritated. I didn't really want to do this, but here we are. <laughs> And guess we start wading toward the Tropeon. Just as you're like kind of frustratedly shaking your head and trying to wade, you're right. We need
2: to close the gap faster. Did I ever tell you the story of the stilt walkers? And I start rubbing (laughs) my inky hands together until I've just got like this weird glob in my hands and I'm just going to push it onto your back. And I would like to roll my arcane art if that's all right. Fuck yeah. So this is something. Yeah, hang on. Let me make sure this works. Yeah, that's a 10.
3: Okay, Mad Max Fury Road. Immediately what I thought of when you said Yeah, my
2: favorite scene in the whole movie. It's at night and they just, yeah, you know exactly what that scene is. Anyways, think of that kind of thing, but instead of extending from your arms, it's almost like you have a backpack and these giant spindly legs come out and loft you into the air like 10 feet and start walking on top of the water like a water spider. Is that like
0: an option that you're choosing from your list or what? (laughs) Uh I have uh, plus one D4 damage. No, I got that. Like the wings worked for me for extra damage because they like propelled them up. They're like pincery. Isn't there a plus one forward? (laughs) Their
2: mind is shaken free. The next time someone successfully ate a target, it's plus two instead of plus one and heal one D8 damage. I get a pick two. The plus 1d4 damage is all I'll take and then just a, a cool spider legs coming out of your back is the other one I'd
0: like to take. I'm not going to give that to you. It's cool. Uh, you fine. just got to justify it to me using your rules that you have that you should follow. I uh, Do you need health? No, I'm at full.
2: Uh, great. Uh, do you have any enchantments on your mind? No. Okay. Uh,
0: do you... Uh, let's see here. All right. All right. You can have <laughs> cool spider legs. That's fine. Just like give me what you're using for the rules to do that. Other than the plus 1d8 damage that you said. Plus 1d4 forward. It's name. 1d8 because you took a move, isn't it? Uh, that's the healing, I think. I thought you took the damage one. Maybe Oh, I took
2: vicious cacophony. No. when you- Yep, I did. Vicious <laughs> cacophony. When you grant bonus damage with your arcane art, you grant an
0: extra
3: 1d4. So it's 2d4 damage. It's better than 1d8. I really like the bard that you're playing. And for that matter, I like the shaman that I'm playing, but neither of us are playing these classes particularly correctly.
1: (laughs) Don't you have just, like, an arcane art thing that you can just, like, do magic-y stuff?
2: No, I can. I could have metal herlant. That's
0: the other one. I don't have, like, a just manipulate space with arcane art. Bard's not that cool. I'm into the spider legs and movement makes sense, but are you giving him a plus one forward? Is that what you're spending to explain or to, like fit the fiction
3: there's not a plus one forward option
2: yeah there's not there's not a plus one one forward. okay no the next time someone successfully assists the target with aid they get plus two instead of plus one is the other one i'm going to do yeah dude these spider legs give you the kind of swiftness and the little inky blob that i stuck on your back this is kind of gross, but it like digs itself into the back of your head a little bit and integrates into your body so that the things become an extension of your consciousness so that you can have full control over them.
1: All right. Honestly, some form of plus one forward probably should be on that list. I thought there was. Yeah. Yeah, you would think.
0: So that's my plan. Cool. I'm into it. So, Kimin, you are striding forth. It sounds like being able to move more nimbly and quickly, which will give you some extra damage. What are you doing with that? It sounds like it's on you right now.
3: Kimin takes a couple strides forward and then feels a weird tingling on the back of his neck and immediately slaps at it. And then looks as this web of black goo extends from the spot that I hit. And I realize what Melio has done as these spider legs grow out from me and I kind of stumble side to side and then charge forward. So each of these chariots has two
0: horses on them? Two horses, two drivers, yes.
3: Two horses, two drivers?
0: Drivers, riders, whatever you want to call them.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kimmin charges forward, and you see for a minute that, like, gleam in his eye as he's about to really rush forward into the fray. And the camera shows a bit of fear for a second. I stop a little bit away from them, and I spit the piece of glass out into my hand that I have the lightning spirit trapped in. And I'm going to electrify one of the drivers, and then I can actually electrify both of them.
0: Cool, so you're going for one of the moving chariots, is that right? Not the one that smashed on the. Yes. Cool. Do you have to roll to release the spirit?
3: Yeah, so when I release it, if I wanted to return back to the totem that I have, which I do, I'm going to spirit talk. Instead of consuming a charge, you can roll plus whiz on a 10 plus. It is successfully released and returns it to the totem afterward. Seven through nine, we got an option. That's a 10. So it successfully returns to the totem afterward. And then yeah, you get to do a D6 to two targets. Oh, yeah. So it does 6 to 1 and 3 to the other. It's arbitrary which one cuz sure. they're the same to me.
0: Uh 6 to 1 and 3 to the other.
3: Correct. There's nothing about armor? Oh wait, no, yeah, this ignores armor unless it is made of something resistant like stone or
0: wood, which they don't have. So you see this bolt jet out and strikes mm. them. They don't react to it the way that, like, a living organism would. They don't have nerves to shoot through or anything, right? They're magically animated skeletons. But it does, you see, like, some cracks appear, right, in their structure or in their bones. So you know it must have affected them somehow. And then they turn their chariot towards you and they're running you down, coming straight for you. Uruzidi, I think we're back to you. You were the one that I think first posted yourself out there, right, in order to raise up or summon this wall, right? Yeah. And so I think the two skeleton drivers that crashed into it are coming for you. They draw their shotels and are racing at you. What do you do?
1: There's one chariot that's driving at us.
0: There's one chariot that's driving at Kimin, who I think is now kind of separate from the group because of the spider leg situation.
1: Oh, out ahead.
0: Yeah. I imagine I got to close the gap a little bit
3: faster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That you making the obsidian wall and Kimin moving forward, all happened in like, I would imagine a couple seconds. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah or as he sees these skeletons as he sees them charging towards him he sweeps talon out in front of him and whichever one is kind of like in the lead or whatever I am going to sweep and try to take its legs out from a distance by spending one of my hold to deal my damage to an enemy within near range so basically sending out this obsidian and gold energy beam out of my weapon
0: Cool. You go and roll damage.
1: That is seven damage.
0: This energy beam, like, strikes it, right? And it cuts through it. You see some of the ribs, like, fall off of this skeleton. But they continue advancing, obviously. They don't react to it. They feel no pain. They're going to keep coming at you, Rizzi And I think the first one that you damage reaches you first and swings its shotel at you. What do you do?
1: I'm going to try to block with the haft right below the blade. And then push its sword out of the way and kind of a crescent and bringing the blade of Talon like down through it as part of the block. Like a parry attack. Yeah, just give me a hack and slash yeah, on this Yeah, I'm just trying thing. to hack and slash with some flavor. Yeah, I like it. That's an 11.
0: Yeah, roll your damage. Nine. You destroy this first skeleton. Please describe it to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, Talon is sharp and serrated, and I think it just like powders its spinal column, just sends it in two pieces.
0: Its second is still advancing on you, but I'm going to cut back over to
1: Melio. Your arcane creation,
0: as it were, has strode into the battlefield to face off against these chariots. Kimmin electrocuted them, but now they are driving their chariots straight towards him. What do you do? Only one of them is driving, right? None of them are actually driving the chariot.
2: All right. Magic. Fuck.
0: Yeah, they're magic. You have to understand there's no reason to, like, spare your horses because they're dead already. So there's no thing that a driver would do, basically, that the magic couldn't do itself.
2: Now you're right. And therefore, I have no thoughts of thinking about shooting my bow and arrow at this driver of the coach. Instead, I'm just trying to shoot both of them, or either one of them. I want to shoot at these guys who are madly getting the stagecoach at my long-legged friend. Excellent. Go and
0: roll volley for me.
1: Not a stagecoach.
2: Stay out of this.
1: Hey, Ryan, <laughs> shut it. Oh, look at that.
2: It's a 12. So I guess I'm
0: nimbly shooting out arrows at these skeletons. You destroy one of these skeletons. Please describe it.
2: Yeah, right through the eye, through the top of the head, and it's not cartoonish, but yeah, it falls off the back, tumbles over, and I think the wheel, like, <sighs>
0: it gets crushed underneath the wheel. Cool. Kimmin, this chariot is still coming at you, having crushed one of its riders underneath its wheel. What do you do? Kimin still looks a little nervous, but reaching
3: at his side to the showtel that I have hanging there, I'm going to pull it back and... Wrap it in the ink behind my back as it sort of springs forward and basically what I'm trying to do is jump and Chop this driver skeleton again just a hack and slash with some fancy stuff, but there's some fun positioning here I'm also trying to work in the uh, the damage aid that I didn't use before
0: fuck. Yeah Go ahead and roll the hack and slash then let's do Sweet. it That's an eight that's an eight all right, so go ahead and roll your damage so I get, it's plus 2d4, right, Zee? Yeah. All said and done, that's nine damage. Woo. So you were kind of jousting with this skeleton, it sounds like, right? Like, it's riding at you. You are trying to sidestep it, basically, to attack. I was thinking I was going over the horses. Oh, cool. Yeah, so then you stride forward to do this. What are you attacking with, exactly? A showtel. Oh, your showtel. That's right. Yeah, so it's 10 damage, actually, because it has plus one damage correct so you're gonna come down and, and get this thing but it is going to spear you with its uh it has a long spear out so it's hitting you with this it's basically using it like a lance it's gonna be a best of 2d8 well it's eight don't even need the second one there's no plus to this or anything i think it shatters its spear on you just because it looks cool and it's gonna die so um, again <laughs> does armor count armor does count yes as it collides, go ahead and describe the scene. You're going to destroy this skeleton. Kimmin sort of leaps forward
3: in this skeleton, puts its spear out before it, and it shatters on the leather armor in front of me, the head of the spear digging into my side. As most of the shotel just pulverizes its head, as I, I bring it down, just cut through its rib cage, and it's like it kind of just falls apart. But Kimin goes spilling out the back of this chariot and
0: just face down in the muck behind. Spilling out and face down in the muck, you say? Too bad there is another chariot that is about to trample you over. Navath is going to stand before you and pulls one of their throwing blades out and throws it at one of the horses of this chariot that's about to ride you down, which strikes it. It slows it briefly, but not enough to prevent I can you can
1: spend a hold to take away an enemy's advantage or give advantage to an ally. Because it's basically like a big throwing star, right? Yeah. Can I spend a hold to like, as she throws it, the blades get demonstrably bigger? What do you... Like they become like obsidian.
0: No, not fictionally, just mechanically. What are you doing?
1: Spending a hold to do my thing. What is it? To give her advantage. I mean, it, it doesn't make any fucking sense if it isn't completely fictional, but take away an enemy's advantage or give an advantage to an ally.
0: Got it. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's fine with me. Uh, you can spend that holds.
1: Basically, I'm trying to fuck this horse up worse so that it swerves.
0: Yeah fictionally it makes sense and you're spending a hold on this so i'm gonna make it count so i think it destroys one of these horse skeletons so as it is riding at you the horse like crumbles into bones and the chariot is still moving forward but obviously slower now so you have a second there Kimin, where you can recover what do you do is navan still between the chariot and me yes
3: no yeah push myself up through the mud and tackle Navoth to the side so that hopefully neither of
0: us get run over by this fucking chariot. You're moving quickly, right? So let's just do a Defy Danger plus Dex.
3: No, that's a five. Would remind you, Zach, that you did do the next person to aid me gets plus two instead of plus one
2: yeah you know i'm already working within the palette of bow shooting so i think that's kind of where i'm gonna stand i don't know if i can high knee my way through this bog to get to you quite in time i do have some of your inky stuff on me still too
0: i mean it is a magical thing that you're doing for the aid so that does make sense that the ink could help
2: can you like puppet him how does this fucking sound there's a connective tissue back to me a small way you know when you put the sheets on your bed, they're wrinkly, and you give them a good flip in order to make them cover the edges of your bed? That's what I'm doing with the connection between the ink and you, to push you like 10 feet off to the side so you
0: don't get trampled underfoot. All right. Yeah, I like it. Go to cool. all the aid. 10. So this pulls you up to a 7, Kimmon. Yes. So you are basically lifted up off of your feet as you're like snapped away out from the range of this chariot. And you're bringing Navath with you. You both kind of collapse into the compacted dirt. As you are getting up to your feet, there's a moment as you're kind of collecting yourself, right? Like it takes you a little bit, especially because you weren't in control of this movement. So you hit pretty hard, I think. There's just enough sunlight, I think, as it is descending on the horizon that you see your shadow. You see your shadow, and you see something else on your shadow. Uruzidi, this other skeleton is uh, coming at you after you've destroyed one of them that were attacking you. When it's bringing its shotel towards you, what do you do?
1: Yeah, I'm going to burn my last hold to deal my damage to him. Yeah, I'm going to turn Talon's, like, blade into a massive maul and just, like, bring it straight down through this skeleton. That's six points of damage.
0: Very good. This isn't enough to destroy the skeleton. You smash its arm off, basically, bringing this magical hammer down. But it's swinging this shotel to cut your legs out from under you. What do you do?
1: So it's swinging it, like, down for my legs. I'm going to jump over it and, like, try to land on top of the blade and disarm it. Give me a Defy Danger Plus Dex. that's a 12
0: y'all are rolling crazy good right now you jump up and you're gonna stomp on this blade but i think the skeleton just drives forward right but it's gonna basically try to tackle you to the ground so it's gonna collide into you melio you've saved your friend from getting rode down and you have an opportunity here obviously no one is really focused on you but everyone else is busy what do you do
2: zd's in combat one-on-one we've got What do you got left? Just the chariot and the charioteer?
0: Yeah, I can give you a full rundown. So Uruziti is facing off against one of the skeletons from the original chariot that crashed. So that was done.
2: Heads up. One to one. Yeah.
0: Then Kimin and you, I believe, took out the second chariot's riders. So that chariot is still racing around because it's still being driven by horses, but it doesn't have any riders on it or anything. And then the third one, which was trying to ride Kimin down, has lost one horse, so it's a little slower, but it still has two drivers. Dope. Obviously, we're going for the most cinematic thing. Where the
2: hell is that chariot that doesn't have a rider on it? It's there. I am totally getting on. (laughs) I'm trying to jump on top of that fucking chariot. No shit. Come on. (laughs) Tell tell us a story about
3: the great great charioteer.
2: (laughs) Yes, obviously, I have to fucking Maximus my way on top of this chariot. Like, that just seems dope. Fuck yeah. So I'm going to attempt it.
0: I'm not going to have you roll to hop on to physically do it. I think you can. I think it's going to be how well your mind connects with these horses to control what the chariot does. Does that follow? Hell yeah, I'm down for that. So give me a Defy Danger plus Charisma, which I think is good for you. Yes, it is. To try and like enforce your will on this chariot. How does an 11 work? This chariot seems to respond to you as soon as your feet are planted on it. And it basically is going wherever you direct it to go or wherever you want it to go. You find it going there without needing to use any reins or anything that's awesome
2: i would like to direct this chariot to crash right into the slower chariot
0: <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> you're just gonna smash into it hell yeah dude i can strip that thing i got two horses to one give me a defy Danger plus con con let's see how hard this affects you basically is what i'm going for
2: that seems fair <laughs> i mean i'm doing something slightly stupid there it is that's gonna be a six
0: ouch okay
2: so I'd assume, you know, like any car crash, it did affect me.
3: I can't think of a good
0: way to help you run into a chariot better. You smash into this other chariot, and it's a pile of bones, basically. And the skeleton riders of the other one go flying, you go flying, and I think you smash into the ground, and you're out. Oh, I'm
2: knocked the fuck out. Yes.
0: Got it. Kimin, I think this follows to you then. Um, there's this horrendous crash, (laughs) a terrible noise, and your friend goes flying and hits the ground hard, and you see him just go limp and is laying in the muck. And there's something wrong with your shadow. What do you do? I'm staring at the shadow for a moment,
3: and I hear this crash behind me, and I jolt my head and see this happen, and then I stare down at the shadow again. I'm not spending that much time looking at it, but what's
0: wrong with it? It looks like you're giving someone a piggyback ride. Ah.
1: Got a monkey on your back, dude.
0: Yeah, there's a humanoid-shaped shadow on your shadow. Kimmon shakes
3: his head, and I'm going to run toward Melio. And when I had the shotel in my hand before, I had the piece of soul glass still in my palm. And I'm going to point the Shotel at one of the drivers. It doesn't matter which one, as I assume they're somewhat close together. And I'm going to squeeze the glass between the hilt of the sword in my palm
0: and I'm gonna shock these boys let's do it I assume you're gonna try to drop back again or are you spending the charge
3: I think I'm gonna spend the charge I'm just gonna roll my damage cause I'm gonna get to Melio sweet
0: yeah let's do it that's three to each of them cool it's not enough to destroy them but it definitely buys you enough time to get away from them if you wanted to get over to your friend yeah I'm gonna push Melio's face out of the mud he is unconscious yeah
3: I'm gonna clean the shit out of your nose and mouth try to make sure that you're breathing.
0: He is. Yeah, yeah. That's probably going to take just a second here. So, Uruzidi, I'm going to cut over back to you. This skeleton was charging into you. What are you going to do?
1: I assume he's pretty close if I had to jump over his...
0: You jumped onto his blade. So, you pulled him in. So, yes, he's quite close. He's grappling with you, basically.
1: Just going to try to, like take the blow and try to lever him down to the ground like use his own momentum against him to like pivot and push him away from me basically
0: sure give me a to fight your plus con it sounds like you're gonna take this and redirect it a little bit seven seven you can stay up and kind of redirect the skeleton but it's gonna hurt or you can go down with it
1: oh i go down with it
0: cool Basically, it tackles you to the ground. It doesn't harm you or anything. You're rolling with the punch, essentially. But you are down on the ground, which makes your glaive not exactly usable. Since both of you are down on the ground, it's going to take advantage of being on top of you. It's going to go for your throat.
1: Is it reaching for my throat, or does it have its hand on my throat already?
0: It has a loose grip on your throat.
1: Okay. I'm going to try to reach up and... Because there's no, like, flesh and tendons to fight against, or well, you know, maybe there are some tendons, however these skeletons it's are. There, there. are.
0: It's, it's just magic.
1: Okay. Can I snap its elbow the way it's not supposed to go? Urzidi has had some tutoring, at least on, like, a basic level, so he probably knows some anatomy. At least enough to know that elbows don't bend that way. Sure um, <laughs> That's advanced Advanced I, I've, been, tutoring. I've been listening to uh, Great courses about Ancient Egypt And they talk in there About like Ancient Egyptian Medical scrolls And for some injuries They just had like The advice was Just tell them You don't know what, How to treat it <laughs> And it was true Because like You know Every time they Experimented Because there was Basically like There was no such thing As malpractice But there was laws And so if you were A doctor and you Fuck somebody up worse he, Like it was not Good for you and so it was better just be like, nope, sorry, don't know how to do that. <laughs> huh. I'm not even going to take a guess. But they, they did have like very, not even just very rudimentary, but like pretty in-depth medical scrolls. But it was all for injuries mm. because of the pyramids. Because that was like the main thing that people were getting injured in ancient Egypt doing. Was working? Was working on the pyramids. Mm. Anyway.
0: Capitalists is going to capital. No, I'm pretty sure white people invented anatomy in like the 1600s, so I don't think I think, think that's right. aliens
1: built the pyramids. <laughs> and
0: aliens built the pyramids, so let's- Oh, that's true. Fuck, get I your shit together. Yeah,
1: right? none of this could possibly be done. I don't really
0: know history, I don't think at all.
1: Those fantasy great courses lectures, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just, no, the, the, great the great courses just lectures for... were put there by Satan to test people, okay? To test my faith. Well- Fa- and you failed. failed. Tested, Satan yeah, yeah. invented
0: history in order to test uh, people away from God or something. Job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to yell in biblical Job. <laughs> Isaiah. I mean, Job's the good one. A lot. <laughs> go ahead and give me a defined Danger Plus Strength.
1: That is a four.
0: You go to like push your palm maybe through this elbow, right? And it just separates, and your hand goes through it, and then it just clicks back together, and it begins choking you.
1: Oh, wait, no. I'm going to use my vision. (laughs) All right. I forgot I had it. Sorry. I've got the move. I might as well. No, I'm into it. I love the idea of you seeing yourself getting choked to death, too, and you're like, nope, (laughs) nope.
0: All right, so that's the vision that you see, right, is the thing that just occurred. Yeah. Go ahead and erase your XP that you marked.
4: Oh,
3: yeah. And you should remind listeners what it is you're talking about.
1: Yeah, read out the move real quick for us. Yeah, so we designed a compendium class, which some of you will hopefully remember from a few episodes ago. The first move of it is Smoke Covenant. When you burn sand from the land of smoke in a fire and inhale the fumes before resting for a full night, your dreams are filled with prophecy, gain two vision. Any time after, you may spend one vision to turn a six minus into a seven through nine, forfeiting the XP. Describe the dream that forewarned you of this moment. The rest of it is just housekeeping kind of stuff. So, I had a vision.
0: I mean, your vision, I think, was this, right? It was your hand going through the skeleton's bone and it choking you. So, what do you do instead?
1: Yeah, so I dropped Talon on like the far side of me, and I'm going to hold my hand out at about the like long bones of its arm, right? And summon Talon to my far hand, and Talon goes through its like wrist and forearm bones.
0: Cool. So you are able to summon Talon through, and it scatters the small bones of its hands so that it can't choke you. But as it pulls back away from you, it's going to reach out and grab its shotel again back in its hand. And while you're still prone, it's going to try to bring that down on you. What do you do?
1: Blocking with the haft of talon. Does it kind of rear up to grab its shotel Yeah, yeah. It like gives me space to bring talon across my body and interpose.
0: Yeah, I'm into that.
1: Sounds like a defend. That's what I was going for. A ten.
0: So, you get three hold for defend. What are you going to use it on first?
1: I'm going to have the damage. And I'm going to deal damage to the attacker equal to my level. Which
0: is what? Five. So, you're going to have the damage. Go ahead and roll a d8 for me. Plus one. Three. Three damage. Armor applies.
1: What are we saying? Half of three is two?
0: Yes. And then you will destroy this skeleton. Please describe it to me.
1: Oh, I uh, I do the Darth Maul move. I, like, block it, and then a shotel is curved, right? It's, like, really heavily curved. Very curved, yes. As I stop it with the haft of Talon, I push with Talon and smack the dull edge of its blade into its skull. It's
0: actually a sharp edge. Both edges are sharp on a shotel.
1: Oh, really? Hell yeah, that's even better. Yeah, it cuts into its own head. Hell yeah. So the skeleton
0: is destroyed.
1: I'm going to cut back over... Melio and Kimin. Kimin,
0: you've made sure that Melio's okay. Melio, I think you're coming too, right? You're groggy. But there are two skeletons still coming down on you now. They have been electrocuted once, but they're still moving. But Navath is there as well with the two of you. So, Kimin, it's mostly on you if you're going to continue to revive Melio, but he is waking up.
3: Yeah. yeah. Melio, your eyes are fluttering open, and I'm just shoving the showtel into your hands like, Get to your feet. Why are you shoving the Showtell on my hand? I got plenty of weapons. Because it was just the narrative way for me to pull out the spear and shield that I have. All right, cool. <laughs> I got the <this> Showtell. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Navoth, are you okay? I'm fine. Navoth is drawing their obsidian sword.
3: Hell yeah. And I got the shield out, and I'm trying to create a triangle between Navoth and Melio between us and the skeletons. Are you going for a defend here? That is my plan. Roll it.
0: That's an eight. Got one hold. So you're all kind of squaring off. Navath is going to start fighting one of them, but the other one is going to come for you, Kimin. It also is wielding a shotel. You have this hold from your defend. What do you do? I imagine it has the shotel in both
3: hands coming out on a wide sweeping arc over its head, and I'm going to plant the shield in the muck and duck out of the way, and I'd like to spend this hold. You can obviously deal damage or however you want following this. But I would like to leave this shield planted in the muck, duck out of the way, and spend this hole to deal my class damage to it, kicking the shield up into its jaw and severing
0: it. <laughs> What's your class level? Four. All right.
3: Does that not quite kill it? I was hoping it would. It
0: does not, sadly. It would have been a cool moment, but... Damn, that's okay. But no, it smashes up into it, and I think it's still coming at you, and it reacts more quickly, right, than you expect, because everyone's used to fighting living things that feel pain and react to things. This is a skeleton. It doesn't. The jaw just smashes off of it. Doesn't matter. And it swings its chotel over at you. What do you do?
3: No, this is not the first time that we've fought skeletons. While it's difficult to become accustomed to the way that they move, I'm not surprised totally at how quickly it responds. And so I'm going to bring the butt of the spear up and parry this attack and drive it to the side and then bring the butt of the spear the rest of the way down and try to club through its sternum. Give me a hack and slash.
0: That's a nine. Perfect. Go ahead and roll your damage. Damn. That's a one. (sighs) Yeah, that sucks. That's not going to destroy it. Nope. It's going to bounce off of its helmet, I think. And it cuts you with its showtel. Take a D8 plus one.
3: No, no no no, no. Oh, that wasn't even a roll how does it count it was uh that'll put me to one. Oh, oh shit oh whew. i have an armor i forgot you had an armor he's still
0: alive okay Yeah, i rolled two eights melio you see your friend go to one knee in front of you he's in a bad spot after defending you you're kind of groggily coming to you. the skeleton that's standing in front of kim and is raising its shotel up for a killing blow what do you do
2: I throw myself headlong at this thing. I've got the showtel in my hand. I'm going to f- like, I'm just brawling. Fuck the thing. I'm just, throw- just going <laughs> to punch it to death Love with it. my fists.
0: Yeah. It sounds like you're mostly moving quickly more than you are anything else. Does that follow?
2: Yeah, I can. I, I can I'm, I'm, I'm definitely coming to and re- I'm reacting more than I am thinking or anything else. Yeah,
0: for sure. Give me a Define Plus Dex then. Cool. This is how you roll. <laughs> That's a 10 oh nice (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna smash into this thing roll your damage i think it makes sense here that you're attacking it while you're doing this (laughs) six with this uh you're gonna destroy the skeleton here please describe it you already busted
2: its jaw off my fist just goes through the bottom of its skull and i just punch its
0: skull off of its neck yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) i punch its head (laughs) off your fist comes through it it throws itself off and it shatters into a bunch of pieces as it's destroyed, and Navoth, at the same time that this is happening, I think has taken down this last skeleton. It, they just hacked its head off with their obsidian sword. That's the end of the fight. in, you're in bad shape again, and the skeletons are all destroyed, including all of the horses. They are also all destroyed. Well done. You're fucked up, Kim. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Kimin's bleeding pretty heavily.
3: No, I collapse into the fucking muddy, bloody swamp. I'm not saying anything. I collapsed. I walk over to you, knowing the time precious as it
2: is i need to try and get you better there's a nice little roll reversal here where you had taken me in your arms to make sure i was okay i'm doing the same to you and as i do that i dip my hand down below the murky water as if collecting something and out from that murky water it looks like comes a like a small fish and i would like to try and roll my arcane art Cool. That's going to be a nine. So on a seven through nine, your spell still works, but you draw unwanted attention or your magic reverberates to other targets affecting them as well. I'm going to go with unwanted attention just because reviving a skeleton doesn't seem particularly interesting. So I'm going to choose a heal 2d8, I guess, damage, right? Yeah. So you're going to heal 2d8 damage. Jesus. And the others don't apply. I mean, the next time someone successfully aids you, you get plus two and so plus
3: Yeah. I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen in the scene. So yeah. yeah. It's 11 HP. Woo! That's a lot. No, don't feed me this fish. That's exactly what's happening. No. Are you kidding
2: me? You're totally eating the fish. Uh... I take the fish and... Outside of the city of Luko where I come from, one can go fishing for these. They're hard to find, though. And by fishing, I mean you have to go deep into the water. Little bits of light that bring you life. They supposedly heal the king who was seconds from death. And he lived long into his many hundred years of life. Dragon scale fish hidden deep off the east coast of Luco. Supposedly you can even dry them out, and they still have some of those healing properties.
3: And then yeah, I make you eat this ink fish. Kim's like coughing and sputtering it out. And then if you'll allow me, I think the camera shows the big gash that the the skeleton made in my sternum and uh, little ink threads pop out of my chest. And sew the wound shut
1: of it. Is it little fish? Oh, like, they're like, threads, rather than it's threads,
0: it's like threads, fish like jumping, jumping across. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of yeah. sick. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> so Melio, as you stand up from your friend who's now like revived through your magic and Kim in. You're feeling better as your wound heals itself, but Emilio, you don't see this because why would you notice but Kimin the thing that was on your shadow is on his now.
1: is it still on Kimmin's?
0: no, so instead of on Kimin's shadow, it is now on Emilio's shadow, Emilio. <coughs>
3: yeah, don't move, and I wander over to behind you where your sh-
0: your shadow is being cast, and I get down. What is the shape of this? It's humanoid. Humanoid? As if it were riding on the back of Melio. But you only see it in the shadow. There's nothing there physically.
3: I reach down into the shadow and like, you know, splash at it. I assume that has no effect. There's
4: something on you.
3: What do you mean? I'm not sure. Jumped from me to you,
4: it seems.
2: I can't see anything at all. No, it's on
4: your shadow. Turn around.
2: I look over.
3: Do I see it on my shadow? Yes, you do. What the fuck is that? Is this some kind of spirit that's attached itself to Melio, or is this magics?
0: Are you trying to spot lore? Yes, I am. Go for it. That's a nine. So something interesting, not necessarily useful. This is not a natural spirit, right? So it's not something from the spirit realm, but it is a spirit. It is a soul of something or someone that was somehow lost or stuck here. Kiman studies it for a minute.
3: Worry growing around his eyes. This is <clears throat> this is
4: someone um, or something that was trapped here. A spirit or soul.
2: Can you speak with them?
4: Not casually, but we'll try tonight. How do you feel?
2: How do I feel? Do I feel any
4: weirdness about this piggyback ride?
0: No, not at all. You feel fine. Nothing
2: out of the ordinary.
4: I'll well, be mindful. We'll attempt to communicate later.
2: Hmm. Okay.
4: We can't stop in the open
1: like this. Urziti. Yeah, dog, I'm already scrambling up that mound.
2: <laughs> Great. <laughs> I call up that mound to your name. What? 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 Speak clearly.
1: Urziti flips off Milio and continues up the mound. <laughs> yeah, whatever the ancient world equivalent of flipping somebody off was.
0: What are you doing exactly? You just climb to the top where the scarecrow is? It's not actually a scarecrow, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. So this is a nerdy question. Is this a tropeon that's like a pile of stuff? Or is this a tropeon that's like a constructed place? So like in ancient Greece, where practice originated, there were two kinds. And most of the ones that lasted for very long were like stone buildings where the trophies were housed. Is it like that? Or is it like...
0: It is much more primitive than that. There is a structure to it, but the structure is under everything else. The rest is piled up around it.
1: Okay. Yeah, Urizidi's looking for stuff.
0: (laughs) There's definitely stuff.
1: Magic stuff, specifically.
0: Magic stuff, maybe. Okay. It's hard to know what's magical or not. A lot of this is very fine equipment, I will say. A lot of it is stuff beyond the current capabilities of people to make. I'll put it that way.
1: Hell yeah. Steel.
0: So you're taking something, is what you're saying.
1: Specifically, Razidi's probably looking for armor. Sure. I have a move. When you remove an item from
0: the Tropeon, describe the item you're taking. So you're looking for armor. You're going to find it. What is it like?
1: Ooh. It's like articulating plates. Not like plate armor. Closer to like banded armor, right? Where it's like not something that's super heavy. It's designed to be moved in. Almost like serpent scales, the way they flex with each other.
0: So you're grabbing this armor. Roll plus strength.
1: Two sixes. So a 12. That's a 12? Yeah. (laughs) All right. As
0: you reach for this armor and your hand touches it, you see something. A Karex of Death. So Karex is a sacred messenger, basically. They are the voice of a god where a god cannot be. And many people would call this Kyrix war. What do they look like to you?
1: Is this like a statue that I'm seeing or is this like a... No, this is a
0: vision. It is before you.
1: Okay. So it's a lion's body with the wings of a, an eagle and the head of a bull. And in between the bull's horns is like a big flaming disc. What
0: is the martial problem on Uruzidi's mind? What war are you fighting or are about to fight? And by that, I mean, I know that there's a lot going on with the character or whatever, but what is the thing that you think Urizidi would be the most fixated on?
1: Yeah. So, like, obviously, we've got a lot going on here, but Urzidi doesn't see this as, like, a war, right? The war that Urizidi is constantly, like, going over and playing around with in his head is invading Ashkashar, probably. You know, it's a, it's a large empire, it's like, where to get mercenaries from whether to raise an army internally how to beat his brothers and then inevitably how to beat his dad i think for urzidi it's become almost like a brain teaser that you can't solve but it becomes like a relaxing thing to like pick at it and try to like work through it
0: when you are in siege you are only biding your enemy time for victory you must draw them out and this figure vanishes. The armor is in your hands. Probably go, like, kind of stumbling back down the pile up on the Tropion. The two of you, Melio and Kimmin, will see your friend tumble back down the hill of arms and armament, holding this armor. What'd you
1: find? Better armor. Good enough to be worth all this trouble. Urzidi shrugs. I talk to a god who. A god? Urzidi just nods. And what did they say? A siege only buys your enemies time. You must draw them out. And you know what this means? Urzidi just shrugs again. Hmm. Well, Melio, come on. Let's claim our spoils,
4: I suppose.
2: I make my way up. I'll go into this plunder grounds, and I see stuff.
0: What are you taking? What catches your eye? Describe it.
2: A fine leather gauntlet. One used for shooting a bow to protect the hands. But it's left handed like me. And the leather is finely oiled. Dexterous. I like
0: it. Golden roll plus strength for me. I will give you your bad rolls now. That'll be a nine. Nine. Alright. You have this leather archer's mitt. Go ahead and write it down. We can talk about exactly what it's going to do and everything else. But it will take time for it to accept you as its master. Take minus one ongoing for any action that relies on the item until it does so. Okay. You see no vision or anything. Nothing like your friend described. You just have a glove. I come out to the,
2: the faces of my companions as they see me carry a leather glove. I have enough
3: gold. Let's go check this out. Kimon's going to go check it out. What catches your eye? What are you grabbing? Now one of those big like club maces things like Oni have I don't know what
0: they're called. Oh, a uh, Tetsubo. A Tetsubo, yeah. I want one of them. Kimin, go and roll plus strength for me. It's a seven. Nice. It's the same thing. It will take time for this weapon to accept you as its master. Take a minus one ongoing whenever you use it until it does. And that's it. You also see no gods. I came here to see gods. I mean, you've all seen gods on this trip. Yeah. So we will handle whatever these things are later cuz I am not going to invent magic items on the spot, but I will get it to you. You've all grabbed something from the Chopeon to more or less approval, depending. What do you all do? You're still in the middle of this swamp. We've come
4: a long way today. We should find shelter. Also, I should tell you Melio is a passenger.
2: The raccoon pops its head out
1: of my pack. Not you. <laughs> Didn't anybody ever tell you not to drink swamp water?
3: We no-sell your joke. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: Perhaps we should try and get out of this swamp and find some place that is good to rest. Though you look all right now, I don't want to take any chances, Kimmon. You took a heavy blow back there.
3: Kimmon rubs at his sign. Two, actually.
2: All the more reason to find safety.
3: Where do we go from
0: here? We know where we're headed, right? Roughly? Kind of. You know where you wanted to go. Originally, you took this route because of the cairns of the old Cyclopean kings, but you don't actually know where you're going. They just told you that you could cut through.
3: We have a general direction, but how that manifests itself remains for the dice. Right.
2: Cool. Then I think we start heading off past these mounds. Oh, you're just going. We could use the mound to- Go to the top of the mounds. Yeah, I guess you're right. All right. I'm here for that. I go to the top of these here mounds- to see what my eyes see.
0: Sure. So let us go to survey the vulture lands. When you spend some time scanning the dismal horizon for places of interest, roll plus one for each. A previous hit on a spout lore or discern realities in the current location. I don't think you did that, Emilio. Personally, no. Right. A high vantage point or other means of farsight. Yeah, you're on top of a mound in the middle of a plane. You totally have that. So plus one. Sick. The party just rested after camping for the night. Definitely not. A helpful or persuaded NPC is present. Uh, Navath is here. That counts. Cool. They'll be up there on the mound with you, I think. You guys can talk in character if you want to, but it's not necessary. Anything else you can convince the GM should help you. So, if you want to make an argument for something, please do so now. No. Great. Roll plus two, then. Eleven. So, on a ten plus, the GM will describe all sites connected to your current location. From on top of this tropeon, Melio, you can see back obviously to Bonehenge. You also see a constructed road leading to the statue carved into the cliff face that you all visited previously. You do see a pile of massive stones, a cairn, with a group of rats traveling to it. And you see looming in the fog the walls of a city
2: there's the walls of a city looming in the fog that seems sweet what do you guys feel like going to i like the walls in the city it seems fun
0: well i assume
3: that's where we're going okay let's do it well i meant like i assume that's that's the end is that the end
2: all right then do you want to go see what the rats are up to rats
3: or city right what do you think? If we're honestly being true to ourselves, we should probably head toward the city, right? Yeah. I feel like we just talked about wanting respite. Going to a city seems makes sense.
1: Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. That like, oh, we know the rats are probably dangerous, right?
3: Yeah. I don't know. You parleyed with them before. They don't owe you necessarily, but we've done decently with them. We've done business with the rats. That's true. And I also do at least want to pay credence to JD's sub story here. It is an option.
2: It is the only story. There's nothing else here. The rats are the whole reason we're here.
1: I don't care. It's six of one, half dozen the other. Okay, cool. Zach, make a decision. We're going to the city.
0: So the group is headed toward the walls of the city. We will tour the Vulture Lands. When you travel to a point of interest connected to your current location, say where you're headed to. And who is leading the way? Me. There you go. Emilio taking it again. Go ahead and give me a roll plus whiz. I think it's just about how aware you are as you approach. There's a road basically to follow, so it's not very difficult as far as the terrain goes. Perfect. Plus whiz, that'll be an 11. On a 10 plus, choose three. You find something useful or valuable on the way. You're aware of any potential active danger when you arrive. You do not encounter any ill effects while traveling. You do not draw unwanted attention while traveling.
2: You know, I just got some useful or valuable things, so I'm going to choose everything but that.
0: All right, good, good, good. So in that case, you're not going to draw unwanted attention, you're not going to encounter any ill effects, and you're aware of any active potential danger when you arrive. The group approaches Cyclopolis, made of black stone, finely carved, better than anything you've seen, even built by dwarves. But there is a growth of some kind on it, flesh-like. It's stretched. It looks like the wing of a bat that grows from the sides of this wall down to the ground. Before it, before you reach the wall itself, there's a pit carved into the earth around each side, and it is lined with massive fangs that jut out of it like spikes. There is a large gate that would be the main entrance. You see that there are two platforms on either side of this gate. Each has a few skeletons patrolling it, so that's danger you should be aware of. And there is a mural on the top of the gate. It depicts various figures all bowing before a cyclops. And amongst these figures includes death. There's a drawbridge but it is raised, spikes jutting out of the top of it. And just above that, where the drawbridge is held up, there is a spike jutting out of the gate itself, out of one of the walls. And on it is a head. (laughs) Look at you guys. Wow. The head is speaking to you. Have you all come to die? That seems fun. I look to
2: my compatriots. I believe we are well beyond that now.
0: Ooh, tough guy. Tough guys.
2: You know as well as we do, this place doesn't let you die. Look at you.
0: Oh, no, I'm quite dead. I'm a head on a spike. How would I be alive? How thick
2: is this spike that this head is on? Spike? Thickness? I don't know. Do you? Mean? Sp-
0: Great, so I can go over and grab it and just wiggle him a little bit? No, it's up on (laughs) the top of the gate, so it's even across the moat. Ah, okay. So no, he's sadly out of reach. Well, fuck this head on a spike first. Well, what are you then? What do you mean? I'm 138 heads on a spike.
2: There's only one of you. Oh no, there's more of me. Head in hand.
1: (laughs) Is my tongue still (laughs) fucked up?
2: It's your teeth, not your tongue. No, it it, his tongue. tongue is swollen, and his, his teeth tongue was swollen. Oh, I and thought, your teeth, I thought your teeth were loose. It's both. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes.
1: <clears throat> yeah, your tongue is still <clears throat> fucked up. It, you haven't rested, so, it, you know. Is there any way to get over to this head? Uh, you have
0: to cross the pit and then climb the wall. Oh, okay. There's a drawbridge. There is a drawbridge, but it's not. Yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: We need to get in. Now you don't.
2: Yes, we need to get now, in. Uh,
0: so you did come here to dive in. I'm just making sure. That's the plan, right?
2: Sure. You
0: guys are no fun.
2: I, I'll admit that we can't quite live up to your- I
0: know what you're thinking. How can he speak our language? That's a stupid question. I don't even have lungs. This doesn't make any sense. All right, fine. That answers your questions, right? What happened? Why do you want a spike?
1: How do we get in? Why would I remember that? I don't know. <sighs> it seems like an important piece of information.
0: I'm sorry, what?
2: He said it seems like an important piece of information. You know, the end of your autonomy, now that you are just a head on a spike. I'm 138
0: heads on a spike, actually. So. Again, prove it. Well, no. (laughs) You're just going to have to trust me on that one.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. What What are you? Me? Yeah. I'm just a man.
0: Prove it. See how that feels?
2: Why don't you lower the drawbridge?
0: Why should I? Boredom. Well, you're not very entertaining.
2: Anybody come walking by here recently?
0: Well, no. I could have these skeletons kill you, you know. Plunk you full of arrows.
2: Just like everyone else who's ever come here? Well, yeah, pretty much. Wouldn't make for a very interesting story, would it?
0: Throw one of you down the pit. Then I'll open the drawbridge. How about that? We're not throwing anyone into the pit. See, no fun. Well, how can we
4: entertain you without dying before you open the bridge? What if we agree to
0: take you with us? What? I can't understand that guy.
2: He said, what if we take you with us?
0: I'm 138 heads on a stick. That's a lot of hands. No, I'm pretty sure if I leave here that I will, you know, not exist anymore. So I don't need to go anywhere. Thanks, though. Maybe dance? All three of us look at (laughs) Melio. I
2: sigh so heavily. (laughs) Is that really what you want?
0: It's worth a shot, right?
2: (laughs) I set down my pack and flip back the top. All right, it's time. (laughs) What hat is the raccoon wearing?
0: (laughs) A very snazzy hat. Come on. There's the sidekick move, so. Yeah. When you instruct your sidekick to help you, roll plus charisma. All right. Uh, That's a 10. So, yes, your raccoon will follow your instructions and will do whatever you want it to do. So, please describe this scene to me. Um, fuck. We get a, a
2: little clap beat going. Um, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I started fucking <laughs> looking, at, looking at my two compatriots. Then, if you're not going to dance, you have to start fucking helping me here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Making them clap and sing as I fucking start going around like an idiot. We get a scene of fun, cheery music, back and forth, a hoopla. I do mini cartwheels. The raccoon and I also dance together. At one point, he scurries along my back, across my arms, over the shoulders, and then does a double backflip as I like springboard him up off the ground. He misses it a little bit, but it's okay. He recovers well. he was ready for the situation. And then at one point, we toss food back and forth, slices of leavened bread, and I begin juggling. And it's a joke bit for a minute because I keep juggling and all of a sudden one of my hands is empty and I'm not juggling that thing anymore because he had eaten it. He just snatched up and ate it, and then all of a sudden, the second thing is gone, and all of a sudden, I'm just juggling one thing, and then I stop, and I look at him, and I go, what'd you do? And then we
0: bow. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Oh, this is nice, yeah? I
2: I haven't felt this alive since I've been back in my home city.
0: Yeah, the Polterlands will do that. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, that was pretty good. I'm gonna ask you as a riddle. Does that sound good? <laughs> yes. Cool. Um. Okay. Uh. And it stops and thinks for a little bit. What is like the wind, and you put it above a hearth?
2: What is like the wind, and put above the hearth? You're not even. There's no answer to that, is there? Come on. Try. The most thoughtful thing I can think of is the ashes in an urn.
3: There you go. Sounds good.
2: Uh, Wind. Well, the, the the ashes in an urn. Because of the dust of the ash, it blows in the wind. Huh.
0: That's not bad. No, that's not it, though. No, that's not it. <laughs> There's no... I don't... I'm not good at riddles, guys. Uh, all right. I'll lower the Joe Bridge, Uh, but just so Tamuk can kill you. The drawbridge slams down the spikes on the edge, digging into the ground beneath and stepping out from underneath the gate is the skeleton of a giant holding a massive sword that is dripping a viscous liquid from holes within it.
2: thoughts of thinking about shooting my bow and arrow at this driver of the coach instead i'm just trying to shoot both of them or either one of them so salty oh no i'm not salty <laughs> i i just wanted fictional
0: positioning
1: spoken like a true salt lord
0: <laughs> i'm not salty i'm not drives away in his truck, salt life on the back. Uh. If,
2: if I were salty, I'd start reading off my own moves and describing how they suck. <laughs> Hang on, JD, can I use a port in the storm when I return to a civilized settlement? Now these were once men. Listen, Doggy, you were the one you
0: were the one that were like, "Oh, we have one more playbook to use. I should probably use it on the podcast." Yes,
2: welcome. I'm your sacrificial lamb. You're welcome. Jesus. You've done great. Calm down, Judas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to. Sh- I want to shoot at these guys who are madly getting the stagecoach at my long-legged friend. Excellent. Uh, Not a stage. Coach. Go and roll
0: volley for me. <laughs> Stay out of this. Hey Ryan, shut it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that! It's a twelve.
2: I guess I'll activate my secret move called "shoot them real good" with my bow and arrow. <laughs> Go and roll
0: your damage. I'm
3: really glad. I'm really glad they gave the bard at least one good move. <laughs> Oh,
0: volley! Yeah. <laughs> Dece. uh Yeah, I rolled a twelve. Yeah, I said roll uh, your damage. I rolled a
2: five for damage. I, pay I didn't hear that.
1: Put yourself in a spot. Strong oh, move. Spot. Not that's only hack it's and slash. Not that, it's not oh, that move. Right. It's only hack or or and or slash. An idiot, that's lame. Rules. It should be any move you deal damage.
2: <laughs> any move that you deal damage, you should be able to hurt yourself.
1: Yeah.
0: Head in hand. No, head on spike. Actually. Ah, <laughs> uh,
3: the Joker's finally made his way into our game. Thank God. <laughs>
2: JD's like, yes, finally, you have to be my trap card, My comedy set. <laughs> <laughs> my and, ten time.
3: And, and head on spike is going to be played by my ventriloquist dummy, Chuck. <laughs> you guys ever go on an airplane as a spiked head? Check your luggage. Seriously, guys, I'm working on this. Let me know what you think. Uh, Go ahead. I'm 138 heads on a stick. That's a lot of hands. It's like the Riddler trophies. We just keep collecting you. We get an achievement at the end.
2: I'm trying to plot
0: this game, so uh, I'm going to need you to
2: cooperate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if you guys find all 138 heads, you get a... uh arbitrary number of points for no reason that people not to care about.
2: <laughs> God damn it, I've been trying to find the last head for a week. And if you do it faster than everybody else, you get more points. <laughs> Boys were doing a nuzlocke, so just make sure you don't die. Every time a party member dies we have to release him.
4: Why are you like the way you are?
1: It all goes back to my
2: father, you see?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> my father was a head on a kebab. <laughs> worked my way up worked my way up started
3: grilling them <laughs> I started out with a pair of chopsticks and my father just gave me one of my own and started my own little spike farm.
1: <laughs> hey you know if you spend $50 on spikes and you plant those in a few years you're going to have millions of spikes and be <laughs> sell them each for a dollar
2: let a man spike once and he's spike for a day. Teach a man to spike and he spikes for eternity.
0: Hey, The best time to spike a head was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. Yeah.
2: yeah. That rings very true for me.
3: If you didn't expect this character to get us to vamp a whole bunch, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. I hope you're uh, sorely I
2: disappointed. Oh, yeah. What if I just put a talking head that sounds like a jackass? <laughs> I'm sure they won't interact.
1: I'm
0: 138 heads on a spike, actually, so... Again, prove it. M- well, no. <laughs> I actually got JD on that one. <laughs> You're just going to have to trust me on that one.
2: Oh, okay. What are, what are you? Me? Yeah. I'm the worst class in Dungeon World. <laughs> <laughs>
4: got him I'll take no further questions